Hello out there, my lords and ladies of House Podcast. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards and I frequently get the name wrong because I said Game of Thrones podcast, not games of... I fucked something up there and I can't remember what. And now I'm just rambling. If you've never heard the show before, fuck you. We just watched season one, episode six, entitled A Golden Crown. I'm BT Calloway. Elliot J. O'Neill is over there and he never watched a single episode until we started watching in reverse order. This is all out of place, but screw you. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Renegade, this is what we do. Elliot J. O'Neill, what just happened? Aerof Bold. <laughs> sorry, that was my introduction. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I had a thing and I ruined it. I'm BT, Hair of brown is it hair yeah. of falling yeah. and, uh, <laughs> hair, hair destined for a moon door <laughs> i mean it sounds romantic that way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh season one episode six a golden crown this is the one where Tyrion wins his freedom through uh trial by combat and uh daenerys's brother gets his head melted by gold not where I saw that going, I'll be quite <laughs> <No>. honest. <laughs> you know, last time we did this, you know, I made the golden brown joke. I was tempted to make a, you know, giving birth joke, but I thought, that's a bit too crass for us. Yeah, golden <laughs> crown, head like gold, oh, ow. <laughs> so, <Stunk. laughs> out of all the things, I thought it was just going to be a typical Game of Thrones, and, and we adorned him with a golden crown, but no, it was like... I give you God crown. Yeah, once again, I feel like uh, Khal Drogo might have a master... Of, I would say he doesn't need a master of subtext because he's speaking in a different language. And then it tra- Dan Brady translates, oh, like, oh, he said he's going to give you what you want. And Guy's like, oh, that's all I wanted. Yeah. The crown that's supposed to be mine. Oh, oh fantastic. Why are you grabbing me? Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to fi- figure out where this was going. But yeah, once he grabbed the gold and the pot... I'm like, yeah, notes descend into, oh God, oh God, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Elliot. Mm. Yeah, but I'm also sitting there going like, I feel like it would take gold way longer to smelt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So he'd be like, being held on, no, what are you doing? But then Aldrogo puts the gold in the pot. It's like, just take a moment. Maybe 10 minutes. What a, is it better to stir it or let it sit? Yeah. <laughs> no, when you agitate, it makes it colder. Okay. Oh, fascinating. The higher, you need the top of the flame, not the middle. Oh, interesting. And yeah, Carl Drogo has, oh, wait, we can kill you now. And he didn't even need to pick up like two tea towels to pick up the metal pot from either side. I think it had like a wood middle somehow or, oh, right. or wood handles. Otherwise, yeah, he would have just scolded his hands terribly. He ain't no Daenerys. He ain't no Daenerys. Hmm. Who we see picking up the dragon eggs after putting them in the fire and I'm like bitch that's not how you make eggs <laughs> yes. fire boiled eggs mm-hmm. but what was your MVP of this episode your most valuable part oh Tyrion no question he's um, great fun in this one <laughs> yeah just uh, you know the old joke with us MVP constant mm. employee of the month but it's just it's no question here like his scenes were all perfect his dialogue was the entire range of emotions mm. for and especially in a show that doesn't have many lighthearted moments, yeah, that courtroom scene is fucking phenomenal. <laughs> it's lighthearted in spite of itself, almost, and yeah. in a good way. It's like, yeah, so Tyrion, we start off Tyrion's um, in one of the sky cells at the Eyrie, uh, and he's talking to this guy who's uh, the, the jailer who seems yeah. to have maybe been kicked in the head by a mule at some point, <laughs> and is not quite with it all the way. And he's gold. Like, no, no, do you not understand how gold works? Like, gold... Well, I don't have it with me. Gold. Like, sometimes possession is an abstract concept. <laughs> yeah, it's <just> gold. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, I have the gold, just not with me. But yeah. if you send a message, I will 
give you the gold because you're a smart fellow who's heard the term of Lannister pays his debts. Yeah. Gold. I mean, in the, you know, range of emotions, you see fear, we see bargaining in that yep. scene. And then later on, it's that thing of like when you see actors who are acting like they're acting, you know, because mm. he starts out the stories, you know, I, sincerely I've come to enough. confess my crimes. And then, yeah, it just devolves into him just coming up with the most heinous shit that he can think of. It is fucking yes. phenomenal. He's all like, oh, I once stole a young girl's cloak and forced her to work back to the castle naked. I can still see her tits bounce when I close my eyes. I once milked my eel into the soup. I skinned my sausage. <laughs> he's got like four other terms for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fucking phenomenal. And then he's got the great line, I once brought a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel. <laughs> Classic, what does a raven in a writing desk have in common? Well, we you cover know? this one later on, remember? He brings it up at the last oh, episode. that's right. Yes. What so, was the punchline? Um, uh, the whole thing is, you know, uh, I, ha- I had a genie and I wish my, my wife had a genie and she wished for three things. And the, uh, what is it? She wished to have a great ass and the genie gave her this donkey. She wished to have a home fit for a queen and the genie gave her this honeycomb. And yeah. then she wished for her husband's cock to hang past his knee. And he's like, she's like, I don't understand. She's like, you don't understand, my lady. I used to be eight feet tall or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Way to make it uh, all, all pay off in the end. Yeah, well, I wish they'd come up at least one other time between mm. this and like season eight where yeah. he's trying to tell this joke. But also just as a scene as well, just the way they have like a couple of people chuckling and then just like oh and then Mm. just people like the emotion of the crowd gradually building up in that and then yeah cuts to Catelyn and she's just like oh god this fucking guy it's like we gave him a stage why do we give him a stage (laughs) and Bronn just like so aware of the situation from moment dots just like laughing into his fist it's so good yep and uh, i've got to assume this is like a somewhat introduction of bron yeah like maybe they met up a little bit earlier than this but this is obviously the time where they become you know bron becomes his yeah. his uh, go-to guy so yeah no that is a fantastic scene and we will get back to it when we talk about violence mm. uh i'm quickly going to throw my mvp i think uh to just ned stark on the iron throne being a bit of a lord yeah this is a good little seeing how the pieces move in terms of political that's still interesting because there's this guy who's like oh some people came to our village and they just burned everything and killed everyone and left a sack of fish heads fish heads roly-poly fish heads <laughs> and they're all like well who was this guy he's like i don't know he's an ordinary looking dude eight feet tall cleaved a guy in twain the mountain <laughs> right right that guy <laughs> oh the huge fucking threatening presence yeah, it's like oh so he's he works for the lannisters and the tullys were that he massacred weren't they your isn't it isn't your wife a tully there ned which would the Lannisters have any reason to be mad at you, say, because your wife kidnapped Tyrion. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Baelish, that's what man. this is. And yeah, Baelish is playing that out. But then, you know, Ned being like, okay, so, but it's all like, this is what's happening. But then Ned has this dedication to Robert Baratheon, who's well, Baratheon, so it's a different house. And so it's like the house is fighting around the main power. Mm. And he's smacked down in the middle of the main power. And he makes all these, you know, bold decrees like Tywin Lannister has to come here and answer for the crimes of his men. And if he doesn't within two weeks, we branded a traitor of the crown. And it's, yeah, yeah it's a bold moment. And it's all just political and talking. And like you get the gravity of what's going on. And it doesn't grind to a halt and explain it all but you can pick it up through what's going on. I think it's a really great scene. No, oh, absolutely. And it did make me sad in this scene because, yeah, Maester Blather, it's just so obvious that he had so much more to do in season one and it yeah. felt like, I don't know, that they were setting him up for a lot more. But And I, I agree, there's not 
many more places you can go with that mm. character in that sense, but that he's such a constant presence in these yeah, episodes. Yeah. I feel bummed just for that dude that they didn't have a bit more to yeah. do with him in the I, end. My best guess is like maybe he just constantly has subplots in the books, but as the show mm. rolled on, they're like, we just don't have time to pay off this subplot or build yeah. on it. We've got biggish fish to fry. Fish to fry. Fish heads. Uh, and <laughs> Bigger fish to dump on the ground. Yeah, all and that's, and bloody. that's just what they had to do. Because I'll, I'll admit, when he's like, oh, they left a present, my lord, and they bring up this squelching pouch. I'm like, oh, God, what is this? Yeah, I thought And then it was, was fish heads like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, out of the many heads that it could have been, I think. Yeah. But it was going to be a bag of baby eyes or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. Barnes and Barnes didn't do a cute song about baby eyes, baby eyes, <laughs> eat them up, yum. Um, no, you. Just fish heads. Rolly poly fish heads. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that may have been my MVP. Uh, but let us on move on. And I mean, you better half is asleep. Can I yell this properly? Nudity. <laughs> actually, yeah. actually, no, let's switch it around. We'll say nudity. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, shaking it up in the last season, PPP. <laughs> uh, I mean, we get a little bit in flashes. It's not quite literally uh, in literally flashes. flashes yeah. <laughs> Walked into that one, ka-ching. Yeah. yeah uh, Roz is, you know, traveling off and Theon crosses paths where it's like where are yeah. you going she's all like look the war the country's going to be at war soon and no one's going to come to a brothel in the middle of you know the frozen stark wastelands i'm going to go to king's landing and see what i can do there and it's like that makes so much sense for what i know about your character yeah <laughs> and once again theon just uh people ditching him or just uh, yeah. generally not holding him in high regard uh, but he's all like, i can't get no respect <laughs> he really can't colorful <laughs> and everything but yeah i did like that kind of playful happiness between them is like can i see it <laughs> yeah and she's like see what and he's like fine flicks her a coin he yeah flashes him a crotch and it's like he goes i'll miss you and she says i know <laughs> star wars reference i know pretty much <laughs> yeah uh and then there's a little bit of nudity in the final scene where you know carl drogo's just mm. having his party and that's when uh you know the guy who looks like a cross between loki and legolas so Lokiless. <laughs> Uh, I like localists. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's Daenerys' brother, I gather. Mm -hmm, he was. So uh, this is actually something that I've noticed is that if there's nudity in the final scene, then it's a precursor to absolute danger. Like, an absolute... Interesting. What's your other uh, metric for that? The baby murder scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that started out in a brothel, all tits and crotches, and then all of a sudden, baby murder. Baby murder. Baby uh, yeah, and, ice, um, baby ice. <laughs> Localist does threaten uh, baby murder when he's all like, mm. well, you know, yeah, I gave you to Carl Drogo's payment, but I'm expecting a crown in return. I might just take you back and I'll leave the baby. I'll cut it out of you first. And yeah, know, he's, yeah he's you'll find out he's a dick. <laughs> and apparently not actually related to Daenerys, though. It is. I'm not sure why this works, because, yeah, she's all like, oh, you know, he wasn't a dragon. He did. He dragons don't burn. That said, we've never seen liquid metal poured on Daenerys. Yeah. That's kind of different to fire. Is it just like that thing where, like, I don't know, you pour, like, candle wax onto your finger and, like, peel it off? Or, you know, I used to do that with wood glue. The, the PVC glue, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It'd be funny if Caldrera poured the gold on his head. He's like, oh, that actually just kind of tickles. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm getting gold in my ears. Ew, ew. <laughs> ah, gross. And, yeah, just peels it out. Yeah, because, yeah, I guess that wouldn't stop the gold from suffocating him if you need any good burn. Sorry, I'm just thinking yeah, about no, no, the, the mechanics. Is, yeah, if it, okay, if during his death screams he'd been, oh, it's not really the heat that's bothering me. It's more the liquid metal seeping into my orifices. <laughs> then, you know, we were like, okay, that makes sense. I understand what's going on now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, House Targaryen was a weird in pile of incest. So maybe 
Daenerys is fireproof because she was from pure incest where he was impure incest. God, it's a weird <laughs> sentence. You know what I mean? Maybe they brought in some outside blood for him. I don't know. There's probably a graph somewhere that explains where, with like his lineage or whatever. Sure. And that's assuming that it might just be the fact that that was liquid gold. Yeah. <laughs> and he was all like, liquid gold, my one weakness. How did you know? Uh, that was that violence, that scene. And it was pretty great altogether. Yeah. Um, oh, um, the violence in this episode, I thought, yeah, all very effective. Yeah. Uh, so we will then cross back to uh, Ty- Tyrion having his trial by combat with Bronn mm. and the guy with nice armor, who you know is going to die. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> It's, he did. He put a mask on and everything. Yeah. You, you never go for the guy with the mask on when there's a guy without a mask on. Yeah, but I thought this was, again, very well done. Fight scene, it's a bunch of jumping around. You kind of get the sense that Bronn does have the upper hand almost mm. immediately because this guy's taking big swings. Bronn's just like, oh, he swung there. I'm, I'm not there anymore. You need to swing where I'm going to be. Oh, you missed. Yeah. Uh, look at that. And doing a bit of, you know, going up the stairs and flipping over and then that Lysa Laren's like, you coward, stand and fight. Or just be like, I am fighting, lady. This yeah. is what fighting looks like. <laughs> a great defense is a good offense. Yeah, look <laughs> it up sometimes, stab. I will say, like, I agree. I thought this was an excellent fight scene. I thought um, the one part that let me down was the initial when he's balancing over the moon door. Yeah. I thought that was just a bit too forced and a mm. bit too kind of even early in the fight scene. Yeah, you meant to think, oh, no, he's going to get knocked out. But, and then it kind of holds there a bit too long. And you're like... Yeah. If he was going to fall out, he would have done it by now. And it was a shame to me because they'd already done, you know, using the environment and the stairs and the pillars and that was all and very And he threw impressive. a guy at him. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just grabs a guy. Hey, hold this. <laughs> Classic throwing a guy at someone in the yep. middle of a fight scene. So something I'm liking in a lot of Game of Thrones fights where they either stab a knife with a dude or throw a dude at a dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... That is the one thing I'll not uh, give it uh, minus points for because, mm. yeah, I thought it was just a bit too fabricated tension. Yeah. And especially at the end when they are close to the moon door, no one's at threat of actually falling down. Yeah. But, yeah, this guy's just clearly fucked and he's yeah. still... Like, Bron hamstrings him and he's, you know, yeah. down on one knee and he just grabs his sword and pushes it back. And he does hold him for a second and it's kind of like half ex- maybe expecting them to call it off it's like look i've clearly won this guy yeah. doesn't have to die and then just holds it's like but it doesn't say it it's just like all right stab yeah stab and twist and there's another thing of yeah game of thrones season one that i'm noticing is they're clever ways of doing impactful violence mm. without you know breaking the budget and yeah. so yeah clearly just you the- don't see the sword go in yeah but when he pulls it out it's just all the gush over the armor which does look very good yeah absolutely yeah, and then you get a good line from Bronn. It's all nice line. I was like, you fight without honor. And he's like, no, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the guy's plummeting down the moon door. Ah, oh, good old David Cross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, close to MVP for this episode, but yeah. Um, and yeah, just the fantastic scene with yeah, Terry and just prideful and confident at the end. There's the casual tossing of the purse. It's just, oh, wonderful stuff. Yes, Lannister always pays his debts, wanders off. And I do like the jailer's like, I have lots of gold now. Yeah. I've never had this much gold. And just sort of while we're in this general area, mm-hmm. this I think this is the first time I've seen this prison. Gotta say, creative prison. Yeah, it's like you don't even need four walls. No. And one of the walls, is ab- in its absence, is terrifying. Absolutely. Like, And I'm sure many a, prison, many a cocky prisoner thought that they could make their escape via the, you know, missing fourth wall, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. Now that's a th- fourth wall prison break. That's <laughs> uh, close, but it's not quite there. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we have? Nudity. Are we at a l- not nudity? Violence. Vi- violence. 
violence. We have violence. Doing everything backwards. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> uh, we get another scene with Sierra, Sierra, Sierra Ferrell that I'm going to change to Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> um, but his voice is normal now. Mm. Um, and even then, though, I'm still not 100% this isn't Jordan Peele. There's something about him kind of j- looks like almost like a Jordan Peele bit. <laughs> I don't know why. Interesting. Interesting take. <laughs> it's just, I feel like just something about him looks enough like Jordan Peele in some kind of makeup that I'm kind of expecting a moment of, I don't know, like Serrero Rafael, California prep, <laughs> when they're doing all the football players or something. Yep, yep. I don't know what it is, man, but something about the guy's face. He just looks around and like, I said bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And then we fight. <laughs> yeah, I know, but he has a good voice and he's all, you know, Ari's all like, no, I'm, I don't want to fight today. I'm upset. And he's all like, your fighting doesn't wait for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't, it doesn't go, oh, you're having a nice day in Winfield with some kittens. Would you like to fight? <laughs> no, you fight. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good bit. I'm not in the mood. Great, use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, we get the not today, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. setting that up for later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, again, it, it, that was like a nice tidy scene as well between then. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing more of this play out. Yeah, hey. Yeah, out of... Uh, I've spent a lot more time with Arya's other tutors. Gotta say, already like this guy way more. <laughs> yeah, he's a lot more fun. A lot of energy in him. Mm-hmm. Way more chas- charismatic than the fucking dude. And he has a catchphrase. Yeah. Instead of just, a girl somethings. Yeah, yeah. Or the dude does not. Mm. The dude abides. Yeah. I turned to God and I said, a man does not abide by... No, no, no. Just not today. Yeah, it's very simple. How about uh, we reschedule, God? Um, let's move you to next week. <laughs> Actually, that's no good for me. You know what? I'll have my people call your people. <laughs> uh, yeah, we also see Dan Brady eat a heart out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I took it correctly from the episode. This is a horse's heart. Uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get specified, but it's a big heart. Yeah. It's uh, big uh, as far, lads. Yeah. Well, I mean, on that, I don't like Googling during when we're watching the shows. You know, this is the critical watch. I like my attention yep. to be undivided. However, mm-hmm. I couldn't watch a woman eat this heart, which was an exhaustively long scene yeah. as well. I felt I was afforded a bit of Googling. And mm-hmm. yeah, the average horse heart weighs nine pounds or just Oof. over four kilos. Wow. <laughs> Now, I don't know, maybe horses were smaller back then or something, but four kilos of anything is an impossible feat. That's that's tough, yeah. yeah. And it's tough. Yeah. It is raw heart meat. Like, it's not, you know, ooh, it just slips off the bone. There's no bone to slip off. No. It's all just vessel v- vessels and, yeah. Yeah, I, I, have you Pumps. ever eaten heart? I don't think I've ever eaten heart. Not that I can remember. I know there was, uh, we went out for Brazilian one night and they offered chicken hearts. It was the one fucking meat on the stick that I was just like, no. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do remember ages ago hearing someone blab on about how Game of Thrones was unrealistic because horses were a lot smaller then. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, then <laughs> find some smaller horses. Like, yeah, I know. It's like, that's your problem with the series. If you okay. can source that many small horses, then by all means, let's be yeah, realistic. Let's go with that. And that's <laughs> the realism you want for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So and yeah, I, I'm not calling this into Jordan's anal corner or anything, but because, you know, this isn't the index. No. But yeah, it was just, for me, that was just one of those things where it took long enough that I had to think about it. It's like, horses' hearts are huge. Four kilos, get fucked. She's a tiny lady. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I do. Even watching that, we're all like, rock, they're all chanting, rock, rock, radush, or something like that. It's like, imagine if she got, just hang on, guys. I'm like, okay, lady, seriously, please don't vomit. We've been chanting for four hours. <laughs> we don't want to do this again. You don't want to do this again. Yeah. Let's just please try and keep it down. But she does. She's, she swallows her throw off. Yeah. Um, and I can't quite remember. <laughs> Didn't so- see that happen on Man versus Food. <laughs> Dan versus Food. <laughs> Title. <laughs> um, so I can't quite remember, but I did read uh, Dan, whoever plays Dan Brady, I can't remember now. Amelia uh, Clark. Amelia Clark talking about, yeah, filming that scene was kind of terrible because apparently his heart is like gummy and barbecue sauce or something. <laughs> and it was just gross. And she had to stick at it for like, you know, hours and take after take again and again and again and again and again just imagine going after i'm sorry can i just actually get a real fucking heart at this, this is point just... there is so much sugar in my system this much gummy <laughs> i need some protein can we get a heart yeah this time yeah she's not pregnant with carl Droz's baby she's just got yeah a fucking yeah. gummy barbecue baby yeah there was no baby she just had a food baby yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair enough we've all been there mm. Uh, yeah, yeah but- so anyway, like, despite all that, I quite enjoyed the scene. And like, mm-hmm. actually, I really like the dance scenes in this episode. Yeah. No, uh, I'd, me too. Even- the story is improving. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but yeah, I also quite liked the scene with her brother after when he sees all the praise she's getting is kind of reads the writing on the wall a little bit and then runs over to her tent and steals the dragon eggs. And Jorah Mon's like, dude, you, you can't fuck off. And he's like, watch me. And he's like... I can't let you fuck off with the dragon eggs. But he's got this whole little speech about, mm. you know, I have the greatest dynasty in the world resting on my shoulders since I was five years old and I am destined to be king and yada yada. And they like her better. And that <laughs> what, sucks. What's with little blonde boys in this universe and being such whiny bitches about their fucking know. birthright? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I kind of like, for you get a glimpse of he does have an enormous amount of pressure on him because he's like the last of his house and yada yada yada. Yeah. And even though he's a massive dick, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of humanization of him. To the point where I'm a little confused why he comes back later. It's like, wasn't he leaving? He and did. Yeah, he was oh, all like, right, in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, is it? Yeah. So he's leaving and yeah, uh, Joramon stops him. But then he leaves the tent. The implication that he's just getting out of here with or without the eggs. Mm. And then he rocks up later drunk anyway. It's like, I, uh, I wanted something in between. I don't know. Uh yeah, uh, I mean, I think I thought it was worth it for the yeah coming back drunk to the party. I guess like, he does come back to drunk. He's like, I'm leaving with her because I paid you for you. You bought her, but you haven't given me the crown. Yeah, give, give me the crown. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how we got here with this guy. How did we get here? Uh, not yet. Mm-hmm. That one I'm keeping till the end. Uh, man, uh, I'm just wondering where I want to bounce from here. Did we have any other moments of violence? Not really. Uh, Rob slaps Cecil Lannister. It's not really violence. But it's, it's not very kingly either. No, and he's like, I shouldn't have done that. It's like, yeah, bro, you shouldn't have. I mean, I know Seesaw's a bitch and everything, but, uh, you know, you don't have that. It's really interesting actually seeing Seesaw at this stage of the mm. relationship as well, where, um, yeah, she's holding back because she is the queen of the yeah, yeah. king, but she gets these slight little jabs in as well. You should be wearing the gown and, you know. I should be wearing the armor. And then he yeah. gives her the slap and she's like, I'll wear the bruise like a badge of honor. He's like, ah, well, you shut your mouth or I'll honor you again. It's like, yeah. that's some good dialogue. Yeah. Um, Horrible scene. Good there's, dialogue. There's a lot going on in this opening scene, actually, because they're all mm. like, you know, Jamie's fled and Tyrion is captured and people are ready to go to war and Ned's lying in bed wounded. It's like a lot clearly happened last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Backward uh, to it. Mm-hmm. My other note of violence actually was the wildling scene. Oh, uh, yeah. We get a bit of uh, Albran who's, you know, riding around on his horse with an adjusted saddle. And I heard you go, because it starts off with Albran walking. You're like, oh, no, here it is. Like, mm, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no. And 
because it's done in a way where, like, even with the three-eyed raven, these are traditionally, especially at the start of the episodes mm. where we see him walking, he's like, is this a dream? Is this a dream? And the episode does a clever enough thing in my eyes of doing a backwards watch yep. that it wasn't until he mentioned the straps on his legs for the saddle that I knew he was still crippled at this stage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this the episode? Is this fucking when does this happen? <laughs> well, I was We're actually... running out of time, <laughs> people. We only have five left. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was actually a bit impressed because they have this dream sequence, and then that kind of ends with Hodor walking in, and then later on we also have a dream sequence where he goes down to the crypt, mm. and I think that ends. Oh, there's something with the dire when he's in the eyes of the direwolf, but it's shot in a similar perspective, bursting through the door. Yeah. Except here, it's just you know that's how he's getting woken up. Whereas later, that's when he's actually warging i think it was warg not warg warg yes mm. warging into the dire wolf and saying like, oh you're kind of like drawing parallels earlier on i like it oh mm. uh, yeah so but then he's out and rob's all like i can't fight against the lannises and theon's all oh no you have to and rob's all like ah it's not your family and it's not your house and all that and theon's like who's no your family fucking sucky little douchebag yeah yeah but uh, as i said during the episode at least we're seeing the starks being a tiny tiny bit mean to theon yeah not an- i mean that said during this whole fight with the wildling wildlings and one of them grab grabs all brand and rob's like you know ah, and he's like put down your sword and then theon shoots him in the back and then rob gets mad at theon for some reason i would have too i think uh, and i'm kind of disappointed that they didn't have this in the dialogue is mm-hmm. that yeah you shot him from behind you had no idea where old brand was true you could have fucking taken him in the back of the head could have been more crippled yeah i guess yeah I guess. he's a paraplegic he didn't I'm, want him to go full quad i'm also kind of surprised the arrow went all the way through the guy though yeah like it's i've never shot anyone with an arrow surprisingly yeah. uh but i don't imagine they tend to go all the way through which is why i thought at first it was a spear or something mm. so maybe that would have made more sense to me because i was like what he shot him yeah I'm, I'm under the impression it's not common for an arrow to go all the way through but uh no nah, maybe it is yeah and i'm surprised the dialogue didn't address that because i certainly mm. thought that was the way it was going because it was a reckless shot he was yeah, yeah. from a distance he was behind he had no perspective on where old brand was mm-hmm. that said my only down note is like for wildlings they're spending way too long taunting this boy instead yeah. of just rob him already you could have been gone by now man and osher is <laughs> full fucking hell in a bottom car oh, in this yeah. just <laughs> fucking creeping around and like looking with the side eye and it's like oh this one's got a nice horse it does oh sure does oh got some shiny badges there we'll be taking these what mm. what, what? Mm. not quite that but you get the idea so yeah, she she goes full uh you know tim burton to uh <laughs> relatively normal in like four episodes <laughs> oh yeah she is the straight man so quickly yeah it's like well now that i've you know combed my hair i'm actually feeling much saner <laughs> crazy how that happens it's amazing what a good chara will do it just wow just washes <laughs> it all out feel like what i feel like a new woman helena bonham carter seriously have a shower <laughs> you'll feel better babe yeah I, I imagine she feels good all the time <laughs> you look at that woman she doesn't look like she's having a bad day yeah that's true yeah uh let's see there's a okay i'm gonna comment on the heart there's a nice bit where rob stark's the bumps all, yeah pew, pew, pew. where rob stark's all like i don't we really, already talked about the horse thing. Sorry, anyway, not rob, sorry. Stark. rob baratheon yeah is all like uh you know i don't really like my brothers you're the brother i chose ned mm. you want to hug a little bit i just now nah. oh, it's 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 nice 
I actually got to say, in this opening scene, um, there is some amazing integration of the intro music bleeding a little bit into the mm-hmm. start of the scene where Ned's waking up everything and you still get like a little, t- uh, uh, just a suggestion of that. Yeah. Dun, 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 they had the weirdest dream. There were a bunch of a map, but it was rising up like it was in three dimensions <laughs> and it was different every episode. <laughs> and you were there. Um, uh, yeah. And my name was Scene Bean. <laughs> Or CNBN. I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> Sean. Sean, Sean, Sean Ban. <laughs> Sean Bourne. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, I, it was just because, you know, the theme music trails off mm. with the. And I've always actually heard that as sounding a bit backwards as well, the, the sort of strings mm. uh, sort of thing. And it does really bleed so well into that intro. Anyway, that was my point. Mm hmm. Hey, and then uh, Robert Baratheon's then all like, I'll tell you what, Ned, we'll talk after I get back from this big hunt. Ha! Rides off, and we get a bit of that, especially with the guy we know Seesaw ends up banging, or is banging now, or being mm. like, more wine, my lord? Yep, yep. Mm. Uh, uh, Cap- captain Handsome? Wait, no, this is a different Captain Handsome. Uh, no, yeah, that Captain, that was uh, was a Fabio joke we made about him. I can't remember what it was, anyway. <sighs> Dario was... Naharis was Fabio Naharis. Nah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we, the name we thought up way too late. <laughs> <laughs> On his last first episode. I know. Ah, uh, damn. Robert Baratheon's out there going, ah, those were the days when you'd fuck a different woman from each of the kingdoms and the Riverlands. And I was... loved this scene. Yeah. And so the... that's the other Baratheon brother, isn't it? Yeah, that is Renly Baratheon, yeah. who's with him, who's all like, Dude, when were the good old days? Sorry, it was back when the, you know, half the kingdom was killing the other half of the kingdom? Or was it before mm. that, when the Targaryen king was just burning people alive because the mad voices in his head stopped? Or was it before that, when dragons were killing everybody? When was the good old days exactly? Yeah. No, I love this because it's just, you know, I think we've pointed out sometimes like, "Eh, I get it, you're doing a commentary on modern Mm. days and it's like, we're not so different from Game of Thrones times, are we? And this is just a scene that I love, you know, especially, yeah, any time a boomer's like, oh, it wasn't like back in my day. And it's just like, dude, your day sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're you're very much cherry picking the good moments. Yeah, you guys died of so many other things. (laughs) You didn't figure out seatbelts until like the 70s. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, you talk about how, how good your music was back then. Look, I enjoy a lot of those bands as well, but you cherry-picked maybe 10 yeah. of the good ones, and you've ignored the other crap. No, that's it. For all the other pale imitators that weren't the Beach Boys that were like, uh, we have bikes now, let's go down our bikes now. Oh, wait, that was Queen, wasn't it? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you got my point. The Bike Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, oh, that's funny I said that, because the... Um, Beach Boys were originally the the um the Skater Bros. No, it was like a, a part of a bike. They were originally like the crankshafts or something like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, half of them didn't surf. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was it was a brand. You know, mm. back when music was real, obviously. <laughs> yeah, back in the good old days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back when record executives. Uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. They still do that today. What am I talking about? Yeah, we all cher- we we will cherry pick our past when we get there. It'll just be as bullshit. It's what we all do. Just try not to. Just try is all we're saying. Yeah, don't be a Rob. Be more of a Renly. Yep. Uh, we get a kind of a nice scene, and it's a rare one, I guess, with uh, Ned and Sansa and Arya, mm. and uh, you know, just uh, Sansa's into Joffrey. Like- yeah, we see Joffrey be nice, and it's like I'm so confused. I forgot this happened. So this was at a moment where I was like, fuck, did we skip an episode? Because, like, Sansa from the other episodes, like, there didn't seem to be a, like, turning point. Like, I, I think that was the uh, execution. 
Right. So, because, uh, you know, Ned then gets accused and she gets put in turmoil. And then it's not really... But that said, Joffrey isn't the evil bastard he becomes until he ex- executes Ned. And it's like, mm. you were, I'm assuming, being kind of genuinely nice at this point. Unless we get a scene next episode where it's like, you have to apologize to Sansa and make it sound good. Because yeah, well, reasons. obviously, yeah, we're, I'm going to see a bunch of Joffrey. Uh, I was behaving horribly this last week. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to see him. Yeah, and no, I'm just wondering how that plays out. Does that play out as this is clearly fake, yeah. uh, this apology he's making, or is it going to play out he wasn't such a dick in these episodes and it just kind of really sprung after he goes, basically, because, yeah, he goes from this to executing Ned to being all, look at your dad, dad's head up there. Look at it. Look at it. Oh, I wonder what crow's going to peck his eyeballs out. <laughs> Is it that crow? No, it's that crow. And yeah, this scene was like done as that, oh, maybe he's not so bad. You know, it was beautifully lit, had a light, mm-hmm. like, nice sunset lighting. And even Sansa was being a bit of a bitch as well. Oh, where'd yeah. you come from? Oh, wait, I forgot. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I wrote down Sansa sass, but she's no sass queen. <laughs> no, no. She's got, she's got a long, long way to go. Long, long way to go. But you know, she's meant to be young and a little bit impatient, I guess, and a little bit mm. bored of all this sitting and being a, 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 I know we're ladies in waiting, but what are we waiting for? <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know. Shut up and wait. <laughs> Although I do like she get, puts the necklace on, but before looking at it, and there's like looking down, it's like I can't, I can't quite see it. <laughs> is what is that? Is that a face or is that a duck? I'm yeah. confused. Yeah, that was my thought on that. Um, and then you know Ned is just chatting with them, and Sons like, but I love Joffrey. And we're gonna have his babies, and they'll have golden hair like his. And Ned's like, golden hair. Yeah. I have to look at a book of genetics now. That felt a bit too much. Uh, I can't think of like the parallel, but uh, a clue? Uh, a little bit like House. Mm. Every episode of House where he's like talking to someone goes, wait, did you say dice? Of course. <laughs> yeah. He has diceothropia. Yeah. <laughs> it happens every episode. Mm. Uh, but then he goes through the book and he's all like Baratheon, born black of hair, born black of hair, born black of hair. Joffrey, born gold of hair. Huh genetics i think i understand them now yeah <laughs> enough to risk risk my reputation and life <laughs> but no one else uh, cersei would have fucked has golden oh, oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so i'm just kind of wondering what other f- evidence of that has like rustled to the surface because surely mm. he's got something else to base this on again yeah if he just hadn't give a sh- given a shit nothing would have happened mm. just saying <laughs> no he, he he's the hand uh, for better or worse and yep. yeah and then we transition from talk of being born golden-headed to a guy who gets a golden head. <laughs> and I was like, I see what you did there. I almost left this note out because I was like, oh, we're not going to return to it. But we did. So I'm <laughs> going to. And I'm going to eat up more time oh. saying that I did. Anyway, yeah, the way that he hits the ground and makes that tunk sound. <laughs> like, again, I think much like gold probably takes longer to smelt than this. It probably takes longer, longer to, to harden. But... Worth it. Oh, worth so it. Good. Totally worth it. Because I remember the thunk. As yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. No, I just, uh, I know the sound engineers, the Foley artists just had an absolute blast that it's like, day. Now, what do you want? You're more of a tink or more of a thunk? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, they, they balanced all of those yeah. Ele- elements and yeah, they did it beautifully. Perfect. Well as done, effects. Foley editing. Um, let me just... Oh, and my other note from that section was, yeah, it's funny, yeah, all these uh, booby ladies are going around handing out canapes, and it's just, <laughs> Daenerys ate a whole heart. Fucking, I think she's good. Yeah, so it's just, it's going to be a while. Well, I know that she's eating for two right like, now, but that, she just that, ate for six. That heart is still sitting with me. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'm not going to lie, I'm not looking forward to tomorrow morning. <laughs> Whew, I mean, they talk about uh, morning sickness, but oh, it usually just comes out the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> poop. We're talking about poop. 
She's like, I've always heard people say I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. But this is ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all my notes. Yeah, though. I think that's all my notes as well. So if I'm out of notes and you're out of notes, we must ask our final question. How did we get here? Well, um, I'm confused because uh, I'm aware that the next episode is called The Wolf and the Lion, but mm-hmm. I could have sworn to God we've had that. Oh, wait, no, we've had the bear and the maiden fair, yeah. the old gods and the new. Mm-hmm. All right, the wolf and the lion. So we're going to see some uh, uh, Jon Snow versus... Actually, weirdly enough, I feel like we've been told in this episode what happens because there's a oh. bit where like they say Jamie Lannister attacks Ned in the street and then runs ah. away. We know Tyrion gets captured. We kind of know what happens. So for the first time ever, we don't have to play this game where we make light of the the uh, the, 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 the the titles. Well, I was trying to piece it together because, like, yeah, Jon Snow has been curiously, for me, absent from this season. Mm. And, yeah, so is Stannis and the Red Woman, so... Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, yeah. they don't really come into play until after Rob Baratheon's dead and then Stannis is making a play for the throne. Surely they show up in some context early to let you know who these people are. Yeah. And I think Jon doesn't really, from memory, doesn't have much to do in these early seasons because for a while you're kind of like, you don't know how big a deal he's going to be. Yeah. Because we had the whole thing with uh, Rob Stark and his rebellion and that felt like it was going to be a huge part until everybody died. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure how much more he's in this, but we'll find out. Because, yeah, he only took his oath last episode. Yeah. And he's got five episodes to just get to that castle and that's about it. Yeah, so well, anyway, when I saw that title, I thought, yeah, Wolf and Lion, so we're going to see some fucking um, Stark and uh, uh, fucking Stannis Lasky. What are their names? Lannister. <laughs> Lannister. We're going to see some of them cl- clashing. Yes. yes. Nice. Yep. No joke. Uh, this one. I just yeah, had a genuine thought then. Yeah. I mean, it also makes <laughs> sense. Sorry. Sometimes logic wins over craziness. Mm. Yep. Well, until next time, that's been LAJ O'Neill. Goodbye. I've been BT Calloway, and for now, our watch is ended. Mm.